problem isn't some nebulous thing. It's not about being unable to win close games or to pull it out at the end. It's that this team can't hit. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins that I hope you'll check out. Nationals 3, Pirates 1. And get this, the Pirates have now played in 43 games this season that have been decided by two or fewer runs. And that's the most in Major League Baseball. If you go back to May 23, 26 of the Pirates' last 34 games have been decided by two or fewer runs, including 15 of their last 21 losses. Now, this can be seen slash portrayed as some sort of badge of honor, as in they're right there, they're competitive, they're fighting and scrapping and clawing, even with good teams like the Rays, and it all can sound pretty good. It can sound pretty compelling. Young team doesn't know how to win yet. And Derek Shelton, again, threw out something to that effect to the reporters in D.C. covering the game last night. Yeah, there's definitely lessons. I mean, the Castillo play, I don't think really is a learning play on that. That was just a ball hit over his head. But yeah, I mean, every night we go out there, there's learning moments that we have to have and we have to take away. But uh, it ultimately comes down to we have to create our own opportunities. And uh, we're not doing that right now. And you can do that, too. You can go through everything that went wrong in the Washington 8th, whether it was a Will Crow walk, whether it was uh, the line drive that made it over Diego Castillo's glove in right field, where he seemed to maybe alligator arm it a little bit. That comes naturally as a baseball fan. It just does. Think about how uh, those of us who are a little bit more experienced in that regard are able to go through every single little thing that went wrong in that Game 7 in 1992 in Atlanta. Every little decision that Jim Leland made or that uh, a player might have committed himself to where Bonds was positioned, what Vance Lake was trying to tell him, whether or not Cecil Espy feared crashing into the wall and left. All the, these little things, we love doing that. And you can do that, obviously, on an infinitely smaller scale, with that eighth inning last night, but there was still a one in the R column for the visitors. And that's the actual problem. That's something that a manager is not going to be nearly as comfortable confessing, especially when the manager was a former hitting coach who's still very much involved in the hitting. Because another thing that's universally true in baseball is that managers don't like discussing or assessing hitting on mass or pitching on mass or even fielding on mass because when you start talking about these things in the collective you start referencing common denominators and that's almost always the hitting coach or the pitching coach or the manager himself 
This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern. That's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. The first cold, ugly fact from the game last night is that Patrick Corbin, Washington's lefty who started the game, entered with a 3-10 record and a 6.66 ERA. Dude had been complete trash through the whole season. Through the whole season for the Nationals. What's he doing this one? He strikes out 12 and walks two. He mows down the Pirates as if they're nothing. Brian Hayes, Brian Reynolds got on a little bit, and that was it. Other than that, it was whiff, whiff, whiff. Michael Chavis with the sombrero in the cleanup spot. This is a team that is not good at hitting other than a couple of guys. That's it. That's all there is to say about this. And, you know, I brought this up on yesterday's show, and I'm going to reemphasize it here. Everyone gets super stoked when Jack Sawinski or Diego Castillo or even Cal Mitchell, when he was here, put one over the fence. Or, in Jack's case, three of them over the fence on a single day. But the fact is that neither of these young players nor Mitchell, for that matter, when he was here, are hitting for any kind of average. They're all floating around 200, and they have been all along. And not to overstate the importance of batting average, but even if you're focused on other metrics, the batting average is very rarely a healthy thing at that level. On this trip, where the Pirates are now obviously 0-5, they've scored a total of 14 runs. That's it. 14 runs. The one and only reason they've been in these games is the caliber of the pitching that they've gotten, mostly from the starter, including last night from Jose Quintana. What ends up happening is, you know, we look at the very end of the game and say, oh, Chris Stratton blew it, and oh, Will Crow blew it, even David Bednar's blown a couple. And we say, man, the bullpen stinks. Bullpen's no good. Okay, but maybe the bullpen would be better if it weren't as worn down from constantly having to be in exactly these situations because they never pitch with any kind of breathing room. Every time any of these guys takes the mound, it's 1-1 or 1-0 or 2-1 or 3-2. And why is that? Because this team can't hit. It needs hitters. It needs offense. As long as I'm dropping stats on you today, here's one you won't believe. When the Pirates score four or more runs this season, just four, they're 23-9. and Just four runs, four stinking runs, 23-9. and When they don't, when they score fewer than four runs, they are 6 and 36. 
What this team needs to do is not to find some, you know, Derek Jeter type mystique where they learn how to win or any of that other nonsense. They need a fourth run. When we come back, J1Q. J1Q comes from Jordan Vlack, who asks, plain and simple, why doesn't Derek Shelton stick up for his guys? A little context is needed here for anybody who didn't take in the game. The very end, final pitch, the man aboard and Hoy Park representing the tying run. The home plate umpire, Jeremy Rehack, rung up Park on a pitch that had to be six, seven inches outside. It's one of those that it shows up as a a meme on social media about why umpires need to give way to robots or to automation. It was just a joke. Now, I'm not broaching this, and I'm sure that Jordan isn't either, as some sort of excuse for why the Pirates lost a game. They weren't going to come back under any circumstance with this offense. It just wasn't going to happen. Okay, uh, banking on Hoy Park to hit you a two-run bomb to tie. Yeah, no. Okay, so let's keep this conversation exactly where it is. One of Shelton's players was in the box in a critical situation where the umpire hosed him. And the umpire, only an inning earlier, had hosed Daniel Vogelback at the plate as well. And Vogelback only has one of the very best eyes in all of baseball, judging by the fact that he led the majors last year in pitches seen per plate appearance. The guy knows what's a ball and what's a strike. At no point did Shelton, at least not according to what was seen, argue, yell, come out of the dugout, nothing, nothing. And that's become a thing that you can pretty much count on from him. And this is one of the many, many, many things that whenever I talk about how this team needs to start acting as if the games in front of them matter, this is part of it. This is part of it. It's not all about yay development. Yay. Let's see what this guy's got. And if we win, awesome. If we don't, oh, well, that's the attitude, and that has permeated this major league team. I don't have to wonder if the players want to win. I'm around them. I hear them. I speak to them on the record, off the record. I see how down they are after a loss. I see how they handle it, including as teammates, when they win. I do not get this sense from either the general manager or the field manager, and that is troubling. I don't believe that that's a switch that can just be flipped whenever everyone declares, hey, it's okay to try to win now. You can't do that. You can't do that. This is sports. It's ultimately always about winning and losing. You can't shut that off or tune it out when the game is started and then expect 
in a month or two or a year or two or whenever it is to just say, wow, now this is really important. I'm really going to have to go to bat for my guys here. I'm going to have to make sure that I have their backs whenever the umpire is hosing them like that. It's a real problem. There are so many baloney criticisms of Shelton, silly stuff, lineups. These things don't matter. Batting order. Team can't hit. What order he puts them in is irrelevant. Who he has playing this position or that position or when he brings in a reliever, this stuff is little, little nothing. But what I'm talking about here is a very big deal. Your players have to know that you're with them in the fight. And I'd be stunned if they felt that way. I appreciate the outstanding question, Jordan, especially your timing on it. I appreciate everyone who listens to Daily Shot of Pirates. We'll do another one of these after the sixth consecutive loss this afternoon in D.C. 